0: living my life how are you that seems like oddly conversational from the <laughs> outset I, I gotta tell you i have some feelings about how you came in because
1: literally just before that you were like hey little guy let's go little guy you ready little guy come on little guy and i was like yeah. "Wait for you to do it once you hit record and you didn't i was like what oh, okay. Swerve. like yeah. i was all like teed up ready to go and then you're just like how are you what's going on <laughs> what's going on with you how are you my friend who i respect
0: well, let me ask you, would you respect me if I didn't swear from time to time? If I became too, too predictable, would you still like have the twinkle in your eye? No, no oh, there we go. No. I like that I was waxing I philosophical. I had basically repeated the question three times and you're like, no, but you waited until the third question.
1: <laughs> Pause. Let's see what he has to say. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I mean, like, I, I'm not saying I don't appreciate it, you know? I was just, I was just keyed up, man. I was ready, ready to uh, attack. You know, kind, kind of like uh, you were talking about in a couple episodes ago about like how you're, you're always ready to, to go. You're ready to fight. I'm trying to be more like that in 2020. You know, be confrontational all the time. Okay, well, call for it.
0: So, so a couple things, and we'll dive right into it. Uh, I feel like our podcast is getting a little buzz lately. Like, I'm definitely hearing more shit, and people seem to be fans and really appreciating yeah, what we're doing. I'm
1: hearing like random people at work being like, "Hey, dude, listen to your podcast." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And like, "What do you think?" Like, "Yeah, I like it. I like the vibe."
0: You know? Especially, it's weird because uh, like the later stuff, like what we've been doing recently, has just been weird. Like, I mean, I think it's been the most off the reservoir or reservation, rather. Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, like it's not anything radically different from what
1: we've been doing. And this isn't to pat ourselves on the back. It is just more like it's almost like we reach the polar extremes. It'll either be super serious therapy session or like fucking off the wall, following no narrative through line uh, sketch comedy movie pitch bits. So. And there's, like, nothing in between, really. <laughs> it's one or the other.
0: Well, we've struck a perfect, uh, like, jazz or something. People have seemed to like it. Anyway, right. but a recent character, and this brings me in, because you're trying to be more confrontational, you keep asking me if California is going to mellow me out if I'm going to lose some of the Brooklyn Edge. <clears throat> and it's like, for the most part, I've been really good. And I told you, calm, Chris, 2020. And I think that lasted as long as it could have. <laughs> uh,
1: and to be clear, we're recording this on February
0: 25th. <laughs> Damn near two months. So like, I couldn't make it through the short month, man. And it's a leap year. I think that's what it was. I'm like, maybe oh, I can make it's it's it to the 28th. The, but,
1: We're going to blame it on the year. Okay.
0: Yeah. Goddamn right, man. Uh, so, so, calm Chris. I mean, listen, and I want to point out that this, like, as you eloquently put it, this is more me 20 year, you know, uh, uh, fucking sober as one night drinking you know what i mean and, right and, and this is you falling together. off the wagon
1: and then you're gonna be like all right i'm never doing that again
0: yeah yeah to- totally man i think that's what it is this was like a come jesus moment uh because now i've just lost all faith in people so uh right. of gonna, course gonna go back
1: to the aa meeting and turn in your chip and be like <laughs> just give me a day one again
0: i'm a phony yeah, yeah 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 i'm a fraud i'd be more interesting if i was the alcoholic who like constantly fell off the wagon but i pretended <laughs> like you know Almost like every I'm time a you go to a meeting you get a day one chip like yep <laughs> first day like, you would get some weird sympathy from that. Like there's people right. are more open to the it's first very, guy. Gary,
1: you've been coming here for twenty-five years. <laughs> Every day is day one for you. I appreciate the fresh outlook. You know, <laughs> you, you never look back, you're always looking forward. But uh
0: what happens to that guy within the course of the day? And by the way, <laughs> that like like think about that. He, that starts he, off to,
1: day he wakes up hungover, right. chugs some coffee, goes to AA, brings the donuts and everything. He knows right. everybody there. He's like, all right, day one. He feels good about himself. He rewards himself right after the meeting with a nice, cool glass of beer.
0: <laughs> okay, so he fucks it up immediately. <laughs> okay, he's like, like, oh, I thought there. <laughs> I thought there was going to be some weird, like Dante's Inferno arc of like he starts <laughs> in earnest as a Puritan, as he's like, this is the time, it sticks, and then every day some event happens so fucking egregious oh, that no, like, <laughs> he just has an
1: addict's brain, and he's like, hit that shit part of his brain is just like. Yeah, you've been good. You went to an AA meeting, and now you can have a glass
0: of beer because you're not an alcoholic. Yeah, it sounds like alcoholic pimento, which I would watch, by the way. (laughs) He goes through the really affable guy
1: who doesn't. (laughs) It isn't even causing any major problems in his life. He just can't stop drinking. Right. That's the dream.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) uh all right well that amazing not much like that yeah that was
1: (laughs) a, a huge diversion from calm curse 2020 ending um not even two months into this leap year.
0: It's not that it's ended. It's that he took a brief sabbatical and there right. were casualties in the sabbatical. Relapse. It, was, it was a little
1: relapse, just a little, so, little, yeah.
0: little, little, little it was relapse. a little, it was a little Gaza strip situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. You know? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to wade into those waters and be like, no, no, bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So calm Chris lasts as long as it could. Of course, what's the, uh, the, the ultimate culprit is the political season that we're in. And so mm-hmm. I just want to, I want to present the fact. It's a hell of a time happened.
1: to be calm Chris, by the way, election year i agree like, i
0: i didn't think about it which is dumb it.
1: that was you the know. first thing i thought of when you told me about conquest so i was like okay well.
0: well i'll tell you this i'm still coming to people with like <clears throat> kindness like even this morning i kind of like talked to someone who is was, was, like a fan from the double toasted stuff and mm. like i don't call him names and i don't cuss at him. i don't do any of that shit i just try to talk to him and he's like i think i, I think trump said you doing a good job and i'm like let's break this down and I'm and coming at them like with love. I so. I'm, I'm editorializing his fucking tone, Max. Mm. I don't know. But the point is, I'm coming at them with, like, love and respect because I think that's the only way you're going to win over people who seem to be that fucking to the right of something. Um, yeah. Alternatively, though, what I found out is that the left people are fucking bullshit. And I, I'm i not going to name names specifically, but I do want to present the facts as they happen and kind of get what you, what you think. Okay? Um, okay. For the longest time, like, I get it. And, like, before we start, I'm a Bernie guy. I'm going to vote for Bernie in the primary. If he gets the nomination, obviously I'm going to vote for him. But also anyone else I'm going to vote for, obviously. Uh, But it's important to know that I'm not some, like, Warren stan or a a Buttigieg guy. Like, I like Bernie, okay? All right. So some of my, like, woke-ass, hipster, uh, gentrified friends in Brooklyn, Uh, who are super, super Bernie fans, have been really, really confrontational on...
1: Oh, your Brooklyn friends. My Brooklyn friends,
0: which, like, I've seen the divide in my Brooklyn friends. It's, like, happening, all right? Uh, And it's really sad because it's not even my... Right? Because, like, Florida, Florida friends I should be breaking with.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just so removed from, like, what you think of as Brooklyn in a weird way. It's what I continue to realize is, like, this area is so depoliticized that I'm living in. It's no young people... No talk of politics. It's just right. talking about being old, going to the hospital, pasta, Russians. And that's it.
0: Well, Russians. They threw Russians right at the end. But they're still freaked out from the last time. Like, they haven't even heard about These aren't political
1: Russians. Russians, though. They're just talking about, you know. Oh, like, Brighton
0: Beach Russians down yeah, the street.
1: <laughs> these are depoliticized Russians as well. That's great.
0: Jesus, the dream. Depoliticized Russians.
1: have for 30 years. <laughs> My daughter, she goes to academy. She go to Yale
0: all right I don't know. Fuck that me. won me over yeah yeah
1: <laughs> that's the life i'm living
0: <laughs> no but but so that's my thing it's like these people are people that i really like and respect and i think they're good people and it's really sad that like friendships have been ended not by me by the way but by them okay mm. so like just presenting the facts the, the rhetoric that's been out there has been pretty shitty and it's really coming from the bernie people and all i want to say again bernie fan is that i think like when you create boogeymen shit's mm-hmm. getting fucked you know what I mean, like, and uh, so right before the Iowa caucus, right before the New Hampshire thing, all I remember is like, oh, it's Warren. Warren's the enemy. Warren's evil. We gotta stop Warren at all costs. Like, this is what That's they are true. saying, right? That is true. Right? Okay. <laughs> then it was Biden. Then it was Buttigieg, and now it's Bloomberg. And so the narrative keeps changing. These same people keep seeing like they're fucking Henry Hill looking at helicopters and shit, right. you know. And I'm just You're like, dude, like
1: everywhere. I, I just, what we forget about Henry Hill is that he was absolutely right.
0: Those helicopters were watching him, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you know, <laughs> that kind of like makes him the winner of that ultimately. <laughs> Call him a crazy points guy. Points
1: for situational awareness all across the board. Right. I mean, yeah, they're they're really just hating whoever it is. Seems like is going to be the biggest challenger threat to Bernie. Which but, if but, if, you, if you lump yourself in with any candidate early on you know, it's going to be very like that. It's like teams or something.
0: No, I understand that. But I think right there, the fact that the rhetoric does not change, but the person that they're speaking about does change. Like, that, like right. that's revealing that they keep trying to find some fucking enemy about this. So anyway, all I did, right, was, and I have been for weeks with these same people being like, Please, like, let's show civility. Like, I understand everyone, vote your conscience in the fucking primary. Like, absolutely, vote fucking Bernie. But, like, if it doesn't happen, please, let's not allow this again because there are issues that are affecting people – like me that have nothing to fucking do with you and it's like you know don't tell me you're so fucking woke and then let this happen again you know what I'm saying that's all I've asked Uh, and it's been like that for like a months with me and this one specific dude and finally it boiled over because he like just said like Pete Buttigieg is a rat and posting rat memes and shit like that and stuff like that to which I was like all right, here's my thing dude I respect you like we are friends we bond over Tyler the creator and shit like that but Mm -hmm. I, I was like you can't do that like you can't Dehumanize people by calling them animals, like, and then still try to have moral superiority on subjects, okay? Because, like it or not, that's some shit that Goebbels did, you know? Like, the Nazis were like, well, dehumanize. And my point is, like, we're not even treating Trump with that same vile right now. We're just going after Warren and Buttigieg and Biden and all these other fucking people. Mm. And so that's what breaks my fucking heart about it. And he lost his shit. And was like, you just called me a Nazi. And I'm like, no, I didn't call you a Nazi. If you feel like there is an association between your behavior and Nazi behavior, maybe that's for you to investigate and interrogate about yourself. And, like, mm. he's a Jewish man. Like, so it bothers me. And I think he wants, like, he immediately got on, like, the Israel uh, horse and was like, oh, like, you're, you're saying Holocaust 2.0. And I'm like, no, I'm saying that you can't do what the Nazis are doing, guy. <laughs> like, uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, and it just, like, it it de-escalated into this thing where I'm like, I don't understand what you want from me. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's probably a fucking Nazi. Like, so... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I don't, like, you brought that to a screeching halt. Thank you. I just Um, feel like
1: you needed to take a breath for a second because you were, like, just fucking going. Um, Yeah, sorry, continue.
0: I don't know. There's nothing else to say. The point is, so then he didn't delete me, but he even sent me a message to say, um, uh, I wish you luck, but our correspondence must end. You called me a Nazi. I'm like, point in fact, didn't say that, but draw your own conclusions, man. Uh, and then, so he didn't delete me for a couple of days and he put up some other thing where, where again, now he's on this Bloomberg kick. And he's just mm. like going into a movie so I can be shielded from these Bloomberg ads, and then I'm and I just was like yet yeah, we're not shielded from dumb posts like these and then deleted. So it's not that the the, the birdie you. thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. He deleted you. Yeah, you deleted yeah I got deleted for that. Yeah, mm. and it's stupid. Like I want well, to. Uh, out, I'm not, like, uh, let me ask you a question. Sure.
1: And I just want to know. Sure. What was and I'm not saying this in an attack way. Okay. Be calm, Chris. Twenty twenty. Yeah. But what was your best case scenario in commenting on that last post?
0: Oh no, it was purposely no, I'm I'm in the wrong on that last one for sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, call him Chris is aware, Chris, all right. Like okay. I'm well okay. aware that, that there was nothing to accomplish there but to be shitty, just, just to, to try crazy. to re engage him because he like had cut me off. He's like, I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, dude, we are friends. Like, we are friends. We have gotten drinks together, we have hung out at night and shit like that. Like it bothers me. <laughs> yeah that's my look if i we hang out with out you out past and sundown it, and we've gotten <laughs> drinks
1: we're friends
0: that's all it takes if i've shared alcohol with you was
1: down we were drinking alcohol yeah we
0: listened to tyler the creator together we were friends you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like so now, it really bothers me that like anyone would yeah. would well i'm just saying like it's weird that like i'm losing like you lose a friend over something like that and again i'm on his side like i like bernie the one thing I'm asking is don't call people rats because, you know, there was a whole holocaust because of that. Like, I don't know. It just right. bothers me. And I'm the bad guy there. And it's bullshit. And I think that's where we are. That, like, I the whole point that I'm arriving to is that we talk all the time, Max, about people who get like burned out and then they make the false equivalency and they're like, mm, the, two the, the two parties out. are the same. The two parties are the same. I'm not burned out. God damn you. Like,
1: burn. Feel the burn. Burned. I'm not connected
0: the first dot that you fucking think of, like, can you? Oh man, I'm
1: real burned out after this election cycle, right?
0: All right, well, you know, I'm done, I'm done. All right, Max, take over. It's the Max Hour, ladies and gentlemen, live from Brooklyn, New York. It's the Max hey. Hour. But no, I mean, to um, to speak to
1: you, I think the point that you're speaking to here, the larger point, not so much about you ending a friendship or a friendship getting ended over politics, but more so, uh, candidates um, not being the right kind of liberal and kind of, like, being subjected to or instigating, like, this level of vitriol is sort of fucking ridiculous. I mean, like, any other time, any other time in American history, like, this would be a war of ideas that I would sort of welcome and accept. Like, you know, what brand of liberals should we be? Uh, does moderation win out? Or does something a little bit more... Uh, Far farther to the left uh, is that called for. But right now all that matters is that we fucking beat Trump. You know, we need to be a united front. And um, this whole conversation is uh, exhausting and self defeating and unnecessary because all you're doing is alienating other people that you need to be standing next to right now.
0: Yeah, and I, I, what I'm saying is, like, the people who get burned out on this whole process ended up saying, like, that the Republicans, the Democrats are the same. It's because the far extremes on both sides are the fucking same. Like... That's all there is to it. I mean, that, that like, I don't know how else or more simply to put it. I feel the same amount of institutional racism from these fucking hipster woke assholes who don't right. understand it. Well,
1: but, but I mean, they're not the same, right? Because at the end of the day, a Republican, even if they um, morally and ideologically and spiritually um, abhor Trump on every level, are still going to vote for him because he's a Republican, whereas a Democrat who doesn't like Pete Buttigieg's record on, you know, like uh, race or something in his two terms as mayor? Is going to not vote for him um, or anyone if he's the nominee.
0: And allow the yeah, monster of racism to run rampant. Like that's my point. It's like you can't that's be self righteous. You can't be self righteous and then leave the door open for the very thing that you fucking hate. Cause, and because then you're a part
1: of the problem. Congratulations.
0: I'm just saying that like you you know me, dude. I actively like a campaign for Obama no yeah, way, yeah, whatever. Met
1: you. Like- I know some things about you.
0: (laughs) My passion for this is like gone. It's gone because I think the people who are on the right side of the issues are fucking morons now who don't understand they have to build bridges. And like, uh, I I think I'll always like, I'm going to vote the right way. You know what I'm saying? But I'm kind of done advertising anything. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't see what it benefits. Everyone's so entrenched and no one wants to talk about critical thought. And that shit like weighs on me. So after like six fucking weeks of pure calm Chris killing it, You know, like I fell off this wagon and it sucks. And anyway, I'm rebuilding the temple. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, let's say this. Knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently to to continue being calm, Chris? If this happens again, because it probably will. This is an election year. How are you going to prevent uh, another relapse? I don't want you turning in your AA chip and getting a new one.
0: Yeah, and see, that's the problem because you feel like there's a moral obligation on some part, especially like when it comes to certain family members and shit like that. Like you... You've seen them in the right context. You know who they are. I have an uncle who I fucking love dearly, but apparently is like a super trumper. And it's creepy because I, he has three daughters. And because everything about him screams hard worker, everything about him is the kind of person who gets fucked over by this guy. He's a Spanish right. man who protested the Super Bowl halftime because uh, Shakira and j were on it and let me just say, I'm reading James Baldwin, uh, who wrote, like, If Bill Street Could Talk, and he has this really wonderful book of essays called The Fire yeah, Next Time. The Lost Baldwin Brother. Okay. Yep, the best Baldwin brother, and yet the <laughs> lost one. It's fucked. Uh, but he wrote a book called The Fire Next Time, and in the opening, it's, like, all written uh, journalistic device that he's writing these um, letters to his nephew, I believe, and mm-hmm. they're talking about that, like, the, the key, like, the, the masterstroke of racism is that they get you to believe the lies they tell, that they force you to hate yourself That is heartbreaking. And at some point you feel like if you can just get them to see these words for what it is, you can change their mind. That's my conflict is like, how do I avoid that? If I think people are reachable or do I give up on all people? That's my existential fucking crisis right now, Max. I I think that what you just
1: have to do is what I do because I'm living my best life. Um, No, I'm sorry. Um, But what I do do is, uh, doo-doo god damn
0: it god damn you fuck hey
1: i've lost before i even started i'll just stop don't worry about it (laughs) no um what i do is i kind of weigh uh risk versus reward um in each interaction is what i try to do i try to take a step back and go what good would it do for me to jump in right now? Am I going to convince them or anyone else? Am I going to change anybody's mind or am I just going to ignite some sort of contentious whatever? And it's like, yeah, like uh, debate's good, yada, 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 but we're living in kind of almost like a post debate era at this point where debate doesn't matter. You can spout any facts and figures and they're going to get shouted down. If you're like arguing with a Trump person as being, um, the wrong facts or like from a disreputable source or whatever, like they'll attack your sources. Doesn't matter if it's even video record of Trump saying something, they'll say, Oh, well, that wasn't the right context. That's not what he meant. Or he was joking or whatever. Like everything has been blurred to the point that there's nothing that you can say or do that is going to influence them. Uh, All you can really do is sort of throw your hands up, take a step back and just uh, continue on your way and uh can continue being a calm a calm chris you know i'm mellow max 2020 all the time
0: so what i think is gonna happen and i hate to sound too like tyler Durdeny about this but i just think like only when we lose everything are we free to be anything like i just think that, like i need to give up on humanity and thinking that people like, are inherently good because they're not yeah. humanism is bullshit
1: I'm just assuming we're going to live in like a WALL-E meets the Matrix wasteland, you know, in a few years anyway. So, like, I've let go of the idea of like, oh, the environment, it's done. You know, animals, that's done. We'll just be, you know, hooking up to computers and trying to live in virtual paradises while the world burns
0: it seems done i bet, can i just tell you right there like and i don't want to dwell on this too much longer because it feels like it's getting serious like if it hasn't mm-hmm. been already it's getting serious <laughs> it was a real goof up until now <laughs> no but it's like i feel bad for even saying what i said right because like my i think we told on this podcast my mom got uh, some guy <laughs> rear-ended her right and he ended mm-hmm. up being like an undocumented uh, immigrant and ah. he like begged her please not to call the cops because he would get in trouble and right. she did it she she did the right thing and i'm very proud of her and the guy fucked her oh over. yeah she, she changed called her she called yeah. the cops she, did no, the she right didn't thing. call the cops okay, fuck yeah. off Max. my mom her. is not gonna call the cops <laughs> like i know she lives in florida and shit but <laughs> uh she no I, I, my thing. my point is the guy fucked her over my mom got really sad about it uh and i told her you're never wrong for doing the right thing even if you get fucked over And I think that's, like, the struggle is that, like, I just want to give up. But at the same time, I even saying that, like, burn it all to the ground. Let me just worry about myself. Put on my fucking sunglasses and shield myself from the light, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm not saying be resigned to never do the right thing or to be righteous or whatever. I'm just saying in those interactions where you're dealing with a family member who's a pro-Trumper. Like, I got a pro-Trumper in my family who's always posting on Facebook, like, fucking conservative political cartoons or, like, Oh, Hillary's emails and shit like that. And it's like, I always think about commenting, but I'm always like, well, okay, what's that going to solve? What's that going to do? But then in my everyday life, I try to be a, you know, a, a nice, a nice max, you know, I try to be you know, a supportive guy, and do the right thing, et cetera. Pretty
0: I think we should just burn it down. I think I've come around to it. I think you and I just think it's over. And I'm just, so I just think.
1: In the minute of me rambling about how I tried to do the right thing, you're like, no, you know what?
0: You're right. We yeah, it's a futile it act, dude. It's a futile act. And it doesn't mean that you have to start becoming an asshole. I'm not going to be an asshole, but I just think like, I'm going to start expecting the worst in everyone. And then that way I'll succeed because I'll be ruthless. I'll be a Carnegie of other things that I want to do. Like, yeah. I, I really believe that at this point, I can't influence anyone. If I, I people need, need to want to be helped and if they don't want to if they want to be ignorant about shit then they're like nothing i'm gonna do is gonna save it so shouldn't i be happy you know what i mean <laughs> like shouldn't i like get my mental health back
1: yeah because why not you
0: shit. All right, why, why not me you're fucking right man i totally agree <laughs> anyway i just thought i'd let you know that there was a fucking fall off the wagon but i'm back and i'm calm you yeah.
1: no like, dude you gotta look out for number one which is yeah. me and then after me you gotta look number out for two, yourself. yeah
0: i got your back always man always you know? When we're in Brooklyn together, I like constantly am on the lookout for would-be assassins. I would throw my body we in front of yours. We are
1: never and... in Brooklyn together. Well. But if that
0: ever does happen. <laughs> when we are. I'm always looking up at the, the scrapers, <laughs> looking for snipers. <laughs>
1: uh, Christian, the bodyguard. Bodyguard part two just you you protecting me in Brooklyn
0: well you know the problem with that is they did that uh, uh, hitman's bodyguard thing right like even on the you know they bit the whole bodyguard movie already on the poster and stuff and it's, yeah It's just a bad movie like you can't remake the <laughs> bodyguard because it's been remade terribly already a billion times
1: right so nowhere to go but up is what you're saying
0: I don't know. You think Cosner's would be interested in it again? <laughs> like, I'll reprise that. But That's the way to do a Bodyguard sequel is to bring well, Cosner back. Like, old as fuck now? Yeah, still in the game. <laughs> like, right. like, well let's past the point another, of being 20, useful.
1: Yeah, let's wait another 20 years when he's okay. just, like, you know, you know, 100 pounds overweight, and he's just an old man, and he's got a cane and a limp or
0: whatever. Right. I yeah, will always love you. You know? Wait, does it fade in with him singing the song like a self-aware of the first film <laughs> like looking no, at a picture just... of Whitney Houston as it Fred zooms out did you she realize she's dead and he's an old man he's by himself and he has to right. find a group and, and it's just him
1: him waddling down the street or whatever but he's got a gun out <laughs> he's just looking for somebody's body to guard <laughs> the guard
0: did he start just guarding what homeless doing. people he's been when he's wandering
1: he's been wandering the earth ever since uh, whitney houston passed away just looking for another body he hasn't found one yet
0: well it sounds to me he ends up becoming like a he's Batman type
1: he's gone he, insane like that song is just playing on a loop in his head and the volume keeps getting a little bit louder just by degrees every single day and he's thinking like okay the only way to make this fucking song stop is if i find another person's body to guard
0: it's a real elaborate gypsy curse at the end. <laughs> like, you're cursed with a jam, and then they put Whitney on. Yeah, and he's like I mean, trying to like kill
1: himself, but the song only gets really loud then, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" He drops yeah, the gun. He's
0: disoriented. He realizes there's a causality between his mortality. The only thing and... that
1: like quiets it down is heroin. You know.
0: <laughs> Whoa, we took. A- well, we gotta address the opioid crisis. I mean, like, if not us, who? no yes
1: yeah. i mean we were just talking off camera or off mic or whatever about how you know like there, there's nothing that's really addressed the
0: trump era in art you know
1: i think that this would be the time man Could talk about the,
0: the opioid crisis okay well I, i'll order that give me 10 scripts
1: you'll order that i'll with order that like with, with, like it's fucking burger king no I'll give, a, I'll give you i'll
0: give you like i'll give you like a put pilot commitment give me three scripts let's see a pile of commitment put what is pilot a, commitment put son pilot. learn the lingo like what are we doing
1: here no. okay. i thought you were like a pile of commitment you know like, what, what
0: you know part what part? you know what i take it off the table i don't no. think you're big time if i have to explain this terminology to you you shouldn't have pitched me a, a admittedly great story but oh, you're shabby you're a goddamn liability uh, yeah, i want yeah. you out of my office get out of my office you're in my office doesn't matter i want you out of it <laughs> all right you have you have dishonored both this office and the uh person who walked into it to waste his time talking you're a piece of shit you're bad at your job um,
1: so are you gonna pay like the rent on this place or do i have to keep paying that you
0: keep paying the rent you should have some responsibility just,
1: this space as, as if it's your own can i get my posters and my things and stuff or
0: you can have one pick one
1: all right i'm picking the stapler just because i get the most utility out of it but i'm not happy about it <laughs> you picked <a> stapler. <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking that was like, your that was your big get? It. I thought you wanted a poster and you picked a stapler and I'm like, wow, he let me I thought you were saying I could
1: only get one item out of this. Are you saying I can get a poster
0: and a stapler? Yeah, one po- yeah I got you, Bubby. Come on, I'm not a fair man. <laughs> okay,
1: cool. I'm gonna to take my Muppet
0: Baby's poster too. Okay, yo, all right. Is there a way we can negotiate? What else is on the wall? Let's talk about that. How many posters are on Wait. the wall?
1: <laughs> you told me one. You're in the office. What are you talking about? You can count, right?
0: I got face blindness. I can't. That extends to posters. Oh, wait, oh, you have face blind. So,
1: yeah. uh, oh wait, I gotta, I gotta go. I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, I come in, I guess. Yeah.
1: Oh, hello, mate. Oh, I'm uh, the landlord. You gotta get out. All right.
0: You gotta uh... leave.
1: I'm, I'm turning this place into a condominium gotta go
0: uh (laughs) i feel (laughs) like here's the thing i like i have face blindness let me put that out there first of all okay yeah Uh,
1: whoa that's crazy i've never heard that before
0: right uh well says you would know that it's really hard for me to identify who people are uh Mm. your voice is definitely different from the previous guy yeah but i know the landlord his name is richard crick that's my name do not hear it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's decidedly. Where are you from? Let me ask you a question. Where are you from? Scotland. <laughs> Scotland. Oh, great. Well, he's actually from from like Liverpool. He's actually a staunch like uh, proponent. Oh, Scotland, of... by way of
1: Liverpool. mate I grew up in Scotland, born in Liverpool.
0: Oh, cool. I was. Uh, yeah, I was talking. I was
1: back talking. I me, mean, mum's there. Dad's there. You know, it is child and his childhood divorce
0: between Scotland and fucking Liverpool. Yeah, England. they're close okay well i was referring to liverpool uh, australia so yeah that's what i meant well you didn't say, i asked you i asked you it's to confirm Scotland,
1: australia Liverpool, australia, the right listen
0: uh, what was your name again
1: richard crick <laughs> oh good good job richard I remember my own name bro
0: oh really okay yeah listen your story has fucking more holes than swiss cheese guy uh i don't trust you i'm not saying you're the previous guy but you're sure as shit not a someone i can trust that's all i'm saying Go fuck yourself. I'm oh, staying no. here. Look for your rent check. I'll be right back. I gotta truck.
1: call the cops, mate. You gonna get out of my I'm place. I'm fine with that.
0: Landlord. No. Squatter rights. Hey, open up. It's the caps. Get out of here. Can you produce your badge, please? Nah. Well, I'm not opening the door. I mean, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Double lock. <laughs> Damn it so i'm just gonna hold sway here like a goddamn king holding court in this office you guys can all go fuck yourself yeah. you fake rent to cops
1: i gotta reassess here how do i get this guy out? all right based on this a business is again. not working out to my advantage wait why is this <laughs> producer so intent on taking over my office he's a movie producer he should have his own office
0: just because he's i can office just because i can it's fuck you money this
1: is just some shit office in Glendale that I'm paying way too much money for. This guy's a Beverly Hills guy. Why does he need my office? It's classic Hollywood. I'm going back to Ohio. <laughs>
0: All right, cut to calling your mom. Hey, ma. Her, I yes? fucked up. I, what, what, I failed. What happened? All right, you
1: were right. You and dad were right. I should have uh, been a, a tile manufacturer, worked at the plant, I'm going back to Dayton. I'm sorry. I fucked up. All right? I fucked up, ma. What Hollywood don't need me. They don't want me here.
0: But we want you here. It's okay. You can give up on your dream and come back to our dream.
1: Remember what you said to me as I was leaving? You said, you're a failure and you always will be. I love you. You were right.
0: I know. That's. All right. Well, this might be the worst episode ever made, I think. I hate it. Jesus. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. it. Why? It. I why? Bad. I think it's bad. Why? Is it? I don't know. Sounds like it.
1: I mean, I feel like you you just are, you know, not believing in it enough.
0: All right, I can start believing. Make me believe. You drive the car. I'm going to sit nah. back. I'm going to take this mic but off you, the you're mic You're always stand. telling
1: me You're always telling me to drive the car. Why why do why, why is it a car? Why am I driving it? Uh what does that mean? He's taking the mic off the stand. He's he's checking out.
0: I'm laid back. Alright, I'm loose as a fucking goose. Alright, take over, man.
1: Um your microphone sounds weird. What? Shorten out. Is it better? No. Uh oh. <laughs> Hey, it's a new episode. Um, What's up? It's Where's My Burrito. We're doing a new episode. I'm driving the car. My name is Max. Uh, how you doing, Chris? Calm, Chris 2020. How you doing over there, buddy?
0: I'm so calm, man. I'm so calm. I
1: can calm. tell you were so calm. You were like sitting back from the microphone. You're looking all sad. You got your little backdrop and everything. Got your studio set up. You're just looking all sad. But now you're looking happy. You're like, oh, yeah, I do have a studio set up. I set something up. Something yeah, it looks good. pretty nice. Yeah, it's I'm nice. happy for you, man. How you feeling?
0: uh i feel ways
1: well you got some things on the horizon but you know you seem a little down what's going on
0: no everything's i mean i don't know if that's the right approach to this (laughs) i think we have to decidedly pull up on whatever this energy is that's emanating from me i don't know disgusting let's let's follow it deeper yeah Uh,
1: i mean we just tried recording like a good 20 minutes here and uh you did not care for it so we stopped and now you're like max drive the car start over bring us up."
0: Yeah, listen.
1: Feel <laughs> like next, you are doing a bad job. What?
0: What's what's up with owls as a bird? I want to ask. Is that um, your best swerve?
1: What's no, it's not a owl? swerve.
0: I mean, it. I mean, I'm just at, like I what? saw I
1: saw an owl. It was like a cracked. You know, because I still follow cracked on Facebook for some fucking reason. That's cute. And I saw it was like a picture of an owl sitting a uh, crisscross applesauce, as they say. And, and under it was like a Facebook comment. It's like, what, what do these fuckers, you know, like what, what can these fuckers not do? Yeah, you know, they can sit like cross legged in Indian style. Well, we don't say Indian style anymore, do we? It's the crisscross thing.
0: Yeah, it's crisscross applesauce style. What? Why applesauce? Uh, it's just because it was a song in the 90s. It was crisscross applesauce. The 90s were weird. Hmm. Maybe our worst decade culturally. You know, it's weird because I was attached to it because I was born in 1990. So but even mm-hmm. then, I remember being like three years old and on. But uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't experience the beginning of the 90s for sure, right? I didn't. Right. Uh, I and, can only and, retroactively do that. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and and it's just weird because obviously you have an affinity for the time that you're born. You feel like that's when something was the best. But oh my god, now. I'll tell you what decade looks way better every year is the 80s, the 80s yeah. uh yeah like which I because hated all, so much
1: we, we all collectively were like fuck the 80s it was the worst music worst style worse everything but now like we we've, we've been like probably a good 10 years into like this weird 80s nostalgia wave where it, and it just hasn't really stopped I was expecting it to like transition to the 90s and maybe it will soon but
0: no, nah, dude. I and like I'll tell you, like the music that I'm interested in making, because you know this. Like I've been making music for years, and it's like, for like me, all you know, want to do, like synthy stuff now. Right? So much, like I'm really yeah. like, and it's and it's crossed um even language barriers. Like I'm really into this guy named Flavian burger who's uh, uh French, like
1: Flavian Hamburger. I, uh,
0: don't make fun of his name because it's unfortunate, obviously. But uh <laughs> he makes some good fucking music, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like jesus between this and like big black delta and like uh a lot of the things you've shown me too it's like music is really uh, the scores that we're listening to the shows that are getting ordered i
1: mean like th- synth is just uh lit yeah, it? man. it's so fucking and i used to be against it i used to be like against electronic music i was one of those obnoxious high schoolers it was like i like bands that have real instruments all right you know but then i got it over myself and i'm glad i did
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's different. I mean, people who create things on a computer, if they can play it live, there's different. I saw LCD Sound System, which largely play a lot of the programming and stuff on, you know, like machines, but then they do it live and you're like, okay, fuck. Like, no one can say anything about it, you know? I think there's something to be said about live music. And I think maybe that's why the 90s kind of blew the fuck up because there was this angry live music sort of aspect to it, right? Like, we got that grunge shit. And it was the death of the 80s glam music and stuff like that. And I think that the most iconic images of the 90s are largely those like confrontational uh, bands that kind of came out at the time who were doing In Your Face shit. Everything else about the 90s, I think sucks really fucking hard, dude. I don't I think, think that we had- A
1: little too hard on the 90s. Here, here's what I'll say in defense of it, is like that was the decade of the independent film boom. Sure. You know? like that that was the decade where you got your Soda Boigs and your Tarantinans and your- Uh, Link latest and uh, you know I I can keep saying things in that accent but you know like all those guys kind of came about and you know started the whole indie film wave and then you also had bands like uh, you know like uh, Weezer or like Beck or those indie music artists that were coming around and doing like some weird cool shit Um, but overall it's kind of a shit show.
0: I mean do you think the 2000s were much much better i mean there were definitely a couple important bands i think that got started but i guess it's always like shifting perspective like based on 2010's how much time
1: had some really great music
0: 2010s for sure i'm talking about 2000s bush era <laughs> I know, I know. shit.
1: yeah i'm just saying 2010s was better for sure
0: i don't know i mean it would be great if you could personify if you can get like five people from each decade who were killing it and age wasn't a thing like you could yeah. celebrity deathmatch in their prime them Uh, and just get like five people from the 90s, five people from the 80s, five people from the 2000s. Let them go at it. Mm -hmm. Collaborate, make a better song. And then whoever (laughs) does (laughs) not win, they go into the meat grinder. I mean, these are high stakes, bro. I mean, they're fake anyway. They're like, like clones from their prime selves, you know? I mean, yeah, I think that would be a really good call, man. I think that's
1: the way we need to go um you know we we pitched a while ago episode 50 like an ayn Randian and uh american idol where yeah. if you weren't good enough you just got like fucking murdered on live tv yep and yeah and your your argument then was <laughs> yep your argument then was that you know bad uh bad performers or bad singers would never audition after the first season because it right. would, be, you know, would be too high and i was like no people aren't that self-aware um <laughs>
0: yeah and i think you won me over then, and if your point is to win me over now i think you won me over <laughs> like.
1: oh but no i i do still think about that like uh what if we raise the stakes you know that's what i really want out of reality tv you sent me a clip today of uh, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay talking to a child on masterchef jr and then they subbed in some fucking like him talking to an adult what did he say in it he says,
0: uh, I have three little girls who also cry in the kitchen. And even with all of their tears, it's not as salty as this piece of shit. That's what he said. And it's to a beautiful little like English girl or something. Like She didn't deserve this.
1: <laughs> See, yeah, that's what I really want. I want Gordon Ramsay actually yelling at children, you know, actually making them cry. I want, you know, people on The Bachelorette, like when they get fucking eliminated, like they get eliminated, you know. They get, they, get dri- they they get put
0: on an iceberg and they get sent out and like good luck oh, like, a, like on an
1: ice floe <laughs> yeah. like here's one match and one gun with one bullet good luck <laughs> good
0: luck yeah I would watch that I mean same thing let me ask you <laughs> yeah I would watch that let me ask you I mean well I mean I have a larger point to this in a second mm-hmm. but let me ask you this which yeah. is uh, sports you yeah. notoriously don't give a fuck about sports but That's if they true. raise that is the state, you alone. But what if they raise the stakes of sports? Like to at what level? To death?
1: Right? <laughs> like, but you're asking if I would be into it then.
0: What level, like I guess like what stake rising needs to occur for you to be interested in it? Like obviously I don't want to be so macabre as to think that it would be death, right? Unless my cause my larger point was going to be like when you introduce the concept of destruction, people seem to be a lot more interested in it, ourselves included, with the bullshit we've talked about recently. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking you, like with sports, like like if this guy doesn't hit a home run, like they kidnap his child or shit? Like what kind of stake prize? I mean, yeah, of course
1: happen? I would watch it. Are you kidding me? No. I mean <laughs> <laughs> like what what are we talking about? Uh no, like my, my mainest beef with sports right now, if I'm being really honest, is just that I don't have like the energy or the brain capacity to like fucking know all the things that there is to know. You know, it's sort of like it's like jumping into the 900th season of a serialized television show and just being like, oh, all right, well, I can kind of follow what's going on. Okay. But if yeah. you add murder to it, then yes, <laughs> I'll be way more invested to answer your so, question. So,
0: Aaron Hernandez, man, he was that guy from the Patriots that did a Netflix special on him.
1: Oh, is it, he the guy that like murdered his wife or something?
0: No, he murdered his like brother-in-law, I think. Uh, Could be talking outside of school, but it was definitely some guy he had an association with, but he was on the Patriots. I would hope so. Yeah. He just saw, would you, I mean, is it better he that he different
1: level of murder? If you just murdered someone, he had no I guess
0: that's with. totally true. Right. It's just like, Oh, you're just evil. You just killed someone. <laughs> for existing
1: he got a little bit of wealth and a little bit of power and what did he do with it isn't that like robert caro or whatever said that about power he's like you know power power doesn't corrupt power reveals when you give somebody enough power it reveals what the guy always wanted to do what aaron hernandez wanted to do was just murder some murder.
0: i hate that saying because like a lot like i had this professor that i really liked in high uh not in high school in college uh named mr wall and he was generally a really great guy and we had great conversations about literature and stuff like that but he ended up being like a real uh kind of righty at the end and his I mean, point always like as in the,
1: he was correct all the time and you're right really but correct.
0: both uses of the words oh, okay. uh uh in the ever expanding or actually shrinking of our he language right he was
1: right-handed <laughs> he was correct often uh I'm
0: sorry, he, oh it's cool he he would he would just say that all the time like absolute power corrupts absolutely and then he would quote the who he meet the new boss same as the old boss and i'm like could have yeah. quoted any other way well, when, when you put it that way <laughs> and that was just like uh you're not proving to any and then he's like i don't know, he voted for trump so like his credibility lost to me and that broke my heart because i'm like you read books you should know more <laughs> you read books i i mean, like i don't you want to be a liberal asshole any book you yeah. read
1: the written word and you, you're like this trump guy doesn't make sense actually
0: i don't want to be an asshole i feel like if you've read pick up books, one
1: fish two fish red fish blue <laughs> fish and you're like oh man i was wrong about trump all alone. right i don't
0: know man I, I, I we talk about the impact of art all the time like 12 angry men really did something you know what i mean like uh mm. people
1: yeah people started putting women on juries right that was the effect because of that. of that movie
0: is that like a pop culture thing did we find that out no I'm oh god i thought you were dead. like here's the scoop <laughs> like if you were gonna break it out
1: Auto off the presses no um i don't know maybe that's why we started putting women on juries i'm not an expert on history or feminism or laws or the constitution i don't claim to be any of those things
0: right right I I got really fascinated with the I was watching this explain show. Have you seen this explain show, Max? It explains things.
1: What does it explain, Chris?
0: Everything, dude. Like, but there was one that was talking about two things, which got me, which is the uh, the uh, like uh, wage gap for women, and the other one was the exclamation point. Which, that one, as you know, because I get oh, fascinated. Oh, you're talking about on...
1: Vox Explains.
0: Yes, dude, Explained. It's called Explained. You got, it explained
1: yeah, things. you got you got to specify Vox. I it's from say Vox explains.
0: Media. It just says Explained on it. I don't say anything else. A read. Mm-hmm. What's Presented it by Vox. Explained for a All right, well, it doesn't matter. The Vox guys do it. And exclamation point. And yes. More information you could possibly yes, I've ever know. Yes, i seen that
1: show to answer your question.
0: Have you watched all of them? No. Dude exclamation point though (laughs) like i don't know it just got me it was a really weird thing where like uh, now we use it all the time especially when i write people uh and and is it a weird thing that like language is getting corrupted or we should be excited because language is ever changing herman melville used uh the exclamation point a bunch right and what, what writers started to do is that they were changing the tone of a sentence right like mm-hmm. that's what we had to do that was the, the the great uh thing before that exclamations were just for exclamations
1: yeah for exclaiming alas for
0: making... <laughs> yeah alas. behold right which i thought was fascinating right so it's just like but now or in today's like, culture hark. if i'm excited hark yeah that's my favorite one uh if, I, if we're excited i'm like dude oh my god i saw this movie is fucking great i throw an exclamation point on there that's bullshit it's conveying mm-hmm. a tone but it's not proper right and I, it's one of those things you never think about long enough right, right. now cool. now
1: we use exclamation to like indicate like, uh, like adorable excitement you know it's like
0: oh i can't wait to go to the party right you know yeah throw five of those up there be aggressive yeah
1: that's fun yeah well that that is aggressive when you do more than one it's like okay what's your problem like any any time anybody uses punctuation like more than once in a row including uh, an ellipsis i hate when people do that like in text when they're like okay dot 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 it because that usually indicates that they're like being sarcastic like all right guy but like some people use it as like a matter of like course like they just write with the dot 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 at the end of every sentence and it bothers me to no end
0: yeah, we don't have etiquette for this and this is like my point that like language is going to evolve because we're already doing this now, right? Where um the exclamation point has changed throughout the centuries and now we've introduced like telecommunications and texting and and now we send gifs to convey things, we send memes to convey things, like we have uh, emojis, emoticons, all that shit, right? So yeah, it's like we're I mean- learning a different language
1: right if we're getting like all like you know high school philosophy or whatever uh i i think that you know words and symbols or whatever letters or whatever uh it's just a bunch of symbols that we all collectively agreed upon that mean certain things and that's what emojis essentially are too or you know text speak or leet speak or whatever you call it um and you could say that that's heralding like a new era of like the demise of the written word and maybe it is but I think sometimes we we get a little bit too crazy with the pearl clutching and the oh, but the the beauty of the English language. Like I think sometimes you know it's okay. It's I don't hard think it's like
0: a beautiful language, but what I will say is that it, it's an expansive language that used it is to have an ugly
1: language. Can we talk about
0: that for a second? Because well, like just
1: like watching, you know, I get why you love Spanish language, like cinema and like the written word and everything so much. Because like watching like uh, Pedro Almodovar's uh, Pain and Glory and just hearing them like talking. To You know, Spanish, because I can't, I don't know any Spanish, so I can't repeat it, but it was like so beautiful to listen to. And the same with like watching Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and it's like French and it's so fucking nice to listen to. And then you get English. And I remember my French teacher said this when in high school, when she was teaching us French, and she was explaining why uh, English is such an ugly language to us. And we were all like up in arms immediately. And she was like, I'll give you an example. When you're in France and you want to talk about a lamp, you say lamp, but in, in English, you say lamp. And I was like, you're not wrong. That is uglier.
0: I, I tried to learn a British accent the other day by going on YouTube being like, surely there's a linguistic guy on here who will teach me like what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where he started. He says, Look, Americans say bath, but the Queen's English dictates you say bath. And I was like, okay, I sort of that's fine. And the, but the next one was like, their R's are different. It's about roticity. So they say earth, and we say earth and i'm like well i'm out <laughs> like that was identical you're trolling me <laughs> you're a piece of shit <laughs> like that so no uh so my friend Micalina uh speaks french and i want her to teach me so bad because i do find the language to be really beautiful uh specifically in contrast to english because english we know and certainly can be beautiful in the right hands man there are some writers who know how to make that shit sing however mm-hmm. it is a germanic root language that steals the rules of latin it makes the least amount of sense of any fucking language out there and if we didn't speak it i think we would abhor it uh yeah. so i am glad i speak spanish i don't speak perfect spanish but i do speak spanish and it makes me happy you know
1: mm-hmm. could you could you write in spanish
0: yeah i mean it would could take me a minute you, yeah could
1: you write a, could you write a story in spanish
0: yeah, that might be a nice like flex my muscle activity because there are things I'm doing with the script that I'm working on now that like some part of the dialogues in Spanish and stuff, but Ooh. yeah, I'm excited about it. It can't be an LA show that doesn't have any brown people in it, you know, like <sighs> including myself. <laughs> gotta gotta rep, dude.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great if you only wrote things with white people in them. That'd be funny.
0: Okay, well, is that a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Lena Dunham's already doing that. And uh, <laughs> can I talk about her? Because I do, like, when people hate on Lena, people, uh, I feel compelled to, like, support her, not because I think that she's wonderful, but I think that she has the capacity to be a really wonderful writer at times, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but fails more often than not. She's getting yeah. this, her next movie is a Syrian refugee movie, and I'm like, God, of all the people to give that movie to, like, you built in the hate, because yeah. why is she telling that story, man?
1: Yeah, she's a really hard person to um, to like. A lot of the times, as much as I want to, sometimes because yeah. she—you're right. You know, in the episode of in the episodes of girls that I've seen, I'm like, yeah, she she definitely hits on some truths there for sure. She's just so uh, insufferable as a human being. A lot of the time,
0: it's a Kanye like, like situation. Gras- Tyson,
1: I did want to talk to you about Neil deGrasse Tyson because uh, oh, a, yeah. a divorce story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you hear you finally read about this yesterday yeah. off microphone i'm talking to max and i'm like by the way you know max you're always coming at neil deGrasse tyson saying he's a fucking asshole and i'm always like no he's great he's amazing we need him uh until it affected me <laughs> much like a republican whose husband got cancer or aids i decided to flip here and be like fuck neil deGrasse tyson this guy's a piece of shit all over marriage story max take it away
1: oh yeah uh neil deGrasse tyson on twitter said Instead of a marriage story, they should have called it a divorce story. And that was the whole tweet. And the problem with Neil deGrasse Tyson for me is that every time I see him talk about anything other than science... He sounds like that kid in class that would raise his hand and go, well, actually, like he just wants to show everybody how, how like smart and cute he is. You know, it's like it's so, so adorable how smart he is. Like, I had an, uh, an interesting observation, Conan. Did you notice that the, the stars in Titanic, uh, that, that, that wouldn't have uh, been the correct star map for that time of year? Yeah,
0: like, off, and, then, and, then, and then he got James Cameron to change it. I know I'm annoyed by it. He really fucking annoys me, and I don't get it. Uh, listen, he reminds me there was a kid I went to school with, and I hate to name drop him, but I have to name drop him because you won't <laughs> believe the fucking name if I don't tell you. Okay. His motherfucker's name was Theopolis Napoleon Emmanuel Hill. All right. Oh. And it's just like that is a glorious glorious fucking name, and no matter how you slice it, like, you were born to be a general. You were born in the wrong century, my boy, you know? But he was very much that kid, like, "Mm, that teacher, teacher, and you're like, shut the fuck up. Theopolis Napoleon, Emmanuel Hill, you piece of shit. (laughs) Like, I don't care how right you are, shut the fuck up he would he would like i would be tired by the end of saying his name it was a marathon it was like trying to right. rap an Eminem song well, or some shit because like if you unearth the
1: other tweets uh, of neil degrasse tyson it's just so it's so <laughs> exhausting
0: man it's He's crawling, crawling with 9-11s <laughs> neil degrasse tyson's twitter <laughs> it's crawling with kennedy conspiracies titanic conspiracies
1: Well, I mean, to speak to our conversation about the degradational language, you know, he made a tweet and I don't even necessarily disagree with him, but it's just sort of like, shut the fuck up. Like where he was talking about like how like back in the 60s, we used to reserve words like awesome for things like the moon landing, the polio vaccination. Now we use the word awesome to describe food
0: and Instagram posts. You know, it's just like dude. Can I just all say right. that who was describing the moon landing as awesome? That's a, a severe awesome. understatement. <laughs> yeah. Like like what burnout was like, you know what, man, <laughs> fucking Manson murders, but we got there, guy. Like
1: I don't say it a lot, but that was awesome, man.
0: That's fucking ridiculous. That's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. Because <laughs> the moon landing is a monumental human achievement. Yeah, I mean, like, to, which,
1: like when when you're breaking down the root of the word yes awesome is about something that inspires Aww. awe.
0: Yeah.
1: sure and sure the moon landing inspires awe and now he's saying oh what we're we're in awe of things like a uh, fucking a nice you know hamburger that you got that at a restaurant
0: avengers Game was awesome or, uh,
1: yeah like shit like that and it's like yeah you're right but shut up
0: <laughs> all right i feel i feel i feel it man i got you uh, that's that's righteous anger
1: yeah, no, I'm just really glad that you're on, on my side finally because I felt like I was alone, you know. In the- I
0: have a problem with people who want to take the joy away from other people for no other reason than claiming to be silent. Like, we've had this discussion about, like, sometimes you get rid of the truth to get uh, – you get rid of some of the facts to reach the truth. You know what I mean? There's an inverse right. to that. Like, <laughs> um, Werner Herzog calls
1: that, uh, what, ecstatic truth where it's not – Does he –
0: he said – oh, man, I would love to hear him talk about this. I've never well, heard yeah, him say that.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, he talks about like in his documentaries how they're not necessarily, he doesn't see a distinction between his documentaries and his narrative films because his documentaries play with facts and he admits that freely. Like right. they're not like purely objective because he doesn't believe a human being can be purely objective. So he wants to reach a point of ecstatic truth where he gets to the heart of something while not necessarily um, supporting all the facts or like utilizing the facts. You want
0: to talk about a, a, a guy who's very much like teacher? Listen, uh, it's that guy who like he's like we're all we're all frauds. At least I admitted I'm free of the shackles of story and narrative. Right? Like uh, he highroads everyone. He's a fucking dick, and I love him so much. But
1: yeah, but and, and then he turns around and says that the only things he watches on TV are like Shark Week, the Kardashians, and WrestleMania. So it's like he's yeah, he's he's a fucking wonderkind. You know, he's he's amazing. He's a messiah. He's a piece of shit. I
0: love him. I have to read for the rest of my life to maybe approach Werner Herzog levels of knowledge and cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he's watching well, he's Kardashians achieved, and WrestleMania. Yeah, he's achieved
1: a level of intellect. Um, he's gone so around the fucking earth in terms of <laughs> intelligence that he's circled back to WrestleMania and the Kardashians. Well, because it, for
0: him, it's like, he's like, <clears throat> now one must observe the ants. <laughs> and like, the human <laughs> can understand a lot from the ants. Any,
1: anything like attempting art is like pure fraudulence and like... <laughs> And everything but the kardashians and wrestlemania at least there's truth there
0: i agree dude i feel like he's like but our fictional version of Werner herzog is lit like he has won me over to i mean i think that's literally
1: him- the real life version of Werner herzog is the thing like our we can't even make him funny because he's already hilarious yeah he's incredible man he's doing things like rick and morty and then turning around and doing things about like
0: fucking death row inmates right <laughs> He that's his opening question. Have you seen me do this? And he throws on Rick and Morty. He's, I haven't seen anything. I've been here for thirty years. Like the fucking Mandalorian for some yeah. reason. How did they rope him into that? I don't know. He Have You watched it. that yet? I stop. I watched like three episodes, and I was like, eh, fucking gives a shit. Like I just don't care. I just don't care. I told you Star Wars burned me out. The Last Jedi. This is all part of the politics and all the Bernie and all the Trump and all the Star Wars and all the. Mm. Rose Tico's is that her name? Rose. <laughs> Rose
1: Tico. Yeah, that's your name. Nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. You got it right the first time. Um, no, man, I, I would say um, whenever you feel like it, uh, check check out the rest. It's not bad. You know, it's good. Last episode's really good, actually. And it's uh, that what I liked about it. If I like anything about it, I'm not saying it's perfect, but uh, it it isn't trying to be anything other than a simple little Star Wars story, which is you know sometimes all people want. Sometimes all you need. It's
0: all I've wanted. I've definitely wanted a, a de-escalation of all of that. Like, you have an I mean, amazing sandbox. Go play in it. The fuck are we that, doing?
1: That would literally be the show for you then, man. Um If you can get past that third episode, fourth episode, it gets a lot better. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying
0: it's amazing or anything, but you know, check, check it out. Well, it's got the max tepid approval stamp of approval <laughs> you have ranking approvals minus ranking yeah right yeah that's like good it's like put it on if you're sick you know you need to waste some time
1: seriously if you're sick perfect show right, right i was sick for like the first half of this year and i was like might as well watch some Mandalorian. and you know what it was all right
0: uh can i i want to go back to la- a language for a second because i'm fascinated by something which is like in theory the more languages right like i know spanish Therefore, I can bluff my way through Italian, which is true. I always say I speak fifth-grade Italian at best. Uh, It's Mm. not good. But my point is, like, French is also a romance language. What was that? I'm sorry.
1: said buca di beppo quietly Uh, with a little
0: confidence. (laughs) Why would you? You should really – I told you to listen to this podcast. I would teach you Italian. But my point is, like, you have a leg up, right? You start understanding things. And I wonder, the more languages you know, does that – legitimately open up these different like uh pathways to understanding
1: you know what i've always wondered about people who are fluent in multiple languages is like say you're speaking italian but you know like mandarin or something or you grew up in china like are you thinking in mandarin while translating it in real time to italian or are you thinking in italian in order to speak italian
0: right so like here's my thing i think in english translate to the language and then speak it my mom native spanish speaker still to this day even though she's been in the country for like let's call it 35 years uh um, yeah, that's the majority of her life at this yeah, point. yeah yeah still spanish first english translation uh and it's really really interesting she says at times like but especially because every now every couple months she'll go back to puerto rico so it's like ah, i'm back you know what i mean like
1: do you think that that's like an, an, a conscious decision on her part up to a point? Like that, like that she, she wants to maintain that part of her, her culture and herself or whatever? Because like, like you do hear some people kind of start to lose their accent or it becomes more Americanized. Some people do not, um, depending. So I'm just wondering like what that is for your mom.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll ask her, I'll report on this. She, she listens to this like pretty religiously yeah. now. So she can, she can answer. Right. She'll text me when she hears it. But um, I, th- I, I know that- My
1: mom. I love you, mom. But damn.
0: Get on it. I, I think I make your mom uncomfortable. She doesn't like the man I've become, I think.
1: She, she she All she ever says is good things about you. She says, tell Christian I said hi. I
0: love him. Yeah, Bye-bye. that's that's her fucking with me. That's her being mean to me with kindness. Like, she's killing me with kindness, dude.
1: <laughs> only you. Only you would hear, tell Christian I love him. Uh, tell him I said hi. would hear that and say, that's her fucking with me. That's her hating me. That's her way of insulting me.
0: That is her posturing. That is a total power move on her part, and I respect it, but God damn it, is it not hurtful, all right? Your mom well, is What's this idiot. be the
1: one episode she <laughs> listens to.
0: She'll, like, not listen Instead to like, hundreds of times. Call I call her a saint.
1: In tears. What is Christian saying about me?
0: I call her a saint every other episode, and this is the one time she hears it. Well, good. Listen to your son's show. Listen to your other son's show. It happens to be the same show. You kill two birds with one stone. She doesn't yeah. do it.
1: I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's the real beauty of the show for her, in theory, is that she would listen to both of her sons' show.
0: At once. I would love to have your mom on the show, by the way. Like, no jokes. I don't know why. I don't know what it would look like, but it could be amazing. Because here's the thing: it's like we always look at our parents as these people who are, are removed from us, right? But like, dude, yeah. we turn thirty next month, right? Or a uh, month and a half, right? Like, we're, yeah. we're we're close to thirty. We're fully adults. We've been adults for over a decade. They've been adults for fucking forever. But now, I think we finally look at each other a little bit differently. We mm-hmm. see the relationship change a little bit, and it's like interesting. We could be people like we could ask your mom actual questions and stuff like that and get actual responses because our relationship beforehand was so predicated on she's an adult she's an authority, an authority. And like, yeah yeah i know part of you is interested in that you're like I just keep uh, the microphone, yeah, <laughs> or my mom but i just i like that would get weird very quickly i, think. I feel the same way man <laughs> what are you more, know, most like, worried about like am i a loose cannon or are you just worried that the content's gonna go somewhere weird no,
1: it's not even about it being weird. I just don't think that she would know what to do in a podcast format. She doesn't, she's never listened to a podcast. She doesn't listen to radio. I don't know that she would know like how to, how to like uh do this.
0: <laughs> I think your mom would be the fucking marvelous Mrs. Meisel. She would get in front of a fucking mic and shine and be like, wow, I'm a oh, natural. Said- yeah. She drives you out of the game. Me and her start hosting the show together. You <laughs> Yeah, you're pissed. You're mad, she's a fucking natural so my own
1: mother would kick me off the show. Not she would you. have to. She would
0: have to. And you would respect it begrudgingly because you know what's best for the burrito, dude. And you know that like this form has to venture on are with me. You, are and your you mom. looking for a replacement? Is that where this is going? No, not like, at all. You've,
1: you've been like, ah, just for a while, like man,
0: Max is really holding the show back. I, no, what are you talking about? I'm just saying I think your mom would usurp you. I, I think you've done an admirable <laughs> job, okay? Like, like,
1: you've been fine. You've been a good placeholder. But, you know, let's let's get your mom in there. Um, yeah, maybe she might amazele it, you know, because if you've never seen Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, first time ever doing stand-up, she's, she's not even –
0: She's marvelous. She doesn't
1: even know that she's doing stand-up. She's in the gaslight. Uh, whatever in the '60s, and her husband just cheated on her, and she's like all drunk and upset or whatever. And she's like, and another thing, and everybody's laughing at it. And then uh what's her face from Family Guy, and Mad TV is like, hey, she's gonna be a star. I gotta be a manager.
0: And then it like swirls newspaper transition. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen that show. I don't think I'm ever <laughs> going to. Happen, but <laughs> <laughs> no but i fine. think that's your mom your mom could approach that level of uh, crossover emmy success and you know what
1: she might she is a natural speaker and entertainer she's been entertaining uh, fifth graders for years now decades even
0: look um, she held her own against robbie fucking williams uh not the singer the actual robin williams uh you know like she can handle the, yeah. the hot lights him and
1: paul newman she both uh, held her own against both of them
0: jesus christ the titans was this pre or House, after his like his empire of salad dressing and like and roman jack empire? and jack a lot of famous
1: people yeah wow yeah she she had like a sit-down lunch with uh paul paul newman apparently how'd that go really well she was a waitress in this like cafe. He was there doing his like stock car racing or whatever that he used to do, and it was in like a. Uh, what is with
0: actors who like have great lives, then deciding to pick up weird extracurricular activity like Mickey Rourke and boxing? Like you have one thing going for you, Mick, and it's this beautiful face of yours, and he puts right. it in front of a bunch of leather and power. Uh, his face just looks like hammered shit. It's I feel real the- bad for him. Yeah, he,
1: it looks like he's wearing a mask of his own face that melted a little bit.
0: He is the one person who would benefit from like that Vanilla be, Sky uh, mask.
1: the man, yeah. Oh, my God, like, yeah. Like such a good-looking dude, and now he's like a fucking freak show.
0: Look, I'm, I'm not gay, but I'd fuck old Mick, Mickey Rourke. I mean, like, he was a stud, bro. <laughs> he was he was too beautiful. He was just objectively beautiful, like a work of art. Yeah. And then he started boxing, and he got his face all fucked up, and it's like, okay, dumb. You were a great, beautiful, handsome actor, and the wrestler's still great. We know he has the capacity to be a good actor at times. That's 12 years ago now so right but i mean he's
1: man. really limited what kind of parts he can get at this point looking right. like a monster man like you can you can make him like a, a macho man randy savage type character for right. sure he can play that part give him that part for the rest of his life but he they can't, could
0: remake he can't the can't elephant like man a disappointed
1: and, father or anything you know he can't play like casey affleck's you know alcoholic dad in <laughs> manchester the by
0: the sea sequel yeah no he i, I don't know man they could redo the elephant man and just do no makeup Save money, just get yeah. a really great performance. Harsh. I, I mean, like, it would be a reimagining of oh, the elephant man. I mean,
1: don't, don't actually get somebody with that disease. Like that dude, uh, yeah, I talked about that movie Chained for Life um on our uh, best uh, best of movies list or whatever. Uh-huh. That dude actually has that elephant man's disease. It's the dude from uh, Under the Skin. Remember who I'm talking oh, about? Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And he's like the star of Chained for Life. Like, he's in it for like a good 50 minutes of the runtime.
0: Fucking a, man.
1: Whole arc and everything. It's like, damn, look at that. It gets uh, less weird the more it goes. I know that that sounds real uh, offensive, probably to less than able people. But when you're first watching, you're like, this is hard to look at, and then it gets less hard to look at. You just get used to it.
0: Right, man. I think that's the truth about everything. I uh, there's this movie by John Cameron Mitchell, the guy did Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and I've talked about it kind of a lot. It's like a movie I really loved as a kid. Uh, short bus yeah and it came out when i was 16 so like i'm sure my parents wouldn't have loved that i saw like an nc-17 called medium bus medium bus and then of course long bus longer bus longest bus and then just long bus it's the final one but it's got <laughs> four o's <laughs> or however many sequels yeah, there have yeah. been.
1: <laughs> and then the prequel just regular car
0: <laughs> right like and that's just like an, like an invention of the automobile it's a weird swerve but right at the end right. the long bus shows up connecting right. like like
1: ju- it's just literally about the creation of the automobile and then at the very end just an orgy right
0: and it has all everyone's of that orgy henry ford
1: henry uh, ford henry ford's wife <laughs> henry ford's mistress
0: <laughs> really ford adjacent people but just,
1: it's just an orgy full of people you don't want to see fucking
0: um, but that movie was really important because it was a NC17 movie and it had like v- like very vivid sex scenes. I think the beginning is just like two dudes like, Sucking each other off or something, and I was like, "Oh, this is weird." Uh, and it's not.
1: It's not simulated, right? Wasn't that the thing? It's like actual. Sex it's life. real.
0: Yeah, the, every, all the sex is one hundred percent real in the movie. And I thought, like, and that was a weird thing, is our relationship with sex is so taboo here. Growing up, like, you'd watch movies with your parents if like fucking boobs were ever on the screen. My mom would be like, no cover your eyes!" Like, you're fucking with my relationship. Like, <laughs> my why is this a bad throw
1: thing? A blanket over my face. It was <laughs> like, all right.
0: Well, that's my point. Like, we would watch stuff like Titanic, and yeah, Titanic is fucking boobies in it whatever
1: but it's not
0: like a distracting or gratuitous like within the moment i don't want to give james cameron any credit it's the moment of vulnerability it's shot in a very earnest way that i think works as a scene you know um but they would always cover that shit up and i thought that that was like such a weird like line that we that we drew growing up like our parents were so weird about sex well i mean
1: yeah like when this is getting into like that weird violence versus sex debate you know like what we allow our children to see and like looking back and i love you mom and dad you did a great job but like i the first rated r movie i ever saw was braveheart and i remember there is one scene where william wallace you know uh gets married to the woman oh yeah um and, and like they 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 make love next to a waterfall or some shit and she has her tits out you know it's just like classic old time uh making love to his wife thing and uh, my parents like threw a blanket over my face <laughs> literally <laughs> during that scene and then the rest of the movie like they let me watch though the slit the throat that, the
0: disemboweling like yeah, all disemboweling
1: of it. there's a guy that gets thrown off of a thing onto a wooden pike and he just like slowly sinks down onto it and just people getting split in half with swords and their heads cut off and it's like i could see all of that but a lady with her with her breasts out no
0: but again, I think that that's all tied into their shame like sex as a thing was a shameful act like especially for our parents growing up, but their parents growing them up. It was this thing that you were not supposed to talk about there were very clearly defined roles and shit like that and then sure. each parent passes that on I'm not a parent and I hope not to be uh, but it's like I wonder if that same thing gets imbued because like I think our generation seems to be way more chill about yeah, it yeah <laughs> like, i think we're moving i
1: think we're moving the needle on it because i mean you 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 make a good point like my dad was born in 1950 in the eisenhower 50s and everything my mom was born in 1961 like still for all the talk of hippies or whatever like a very conservative time and like moving that that needle you know on that cultural conversation it's not really a conversation we were really having for a while like not until the late 60s early 70s and stuff and even then it wasn't so much about what we allow our children to see It was more so like uh, free love and acceptance and all that was
0: just where we were starting to talk about. Well, And and so that's the thing about the fucking movie, which is like, that was shocking for me to see. One, it was shocking because like, I'm not saying like I hadn't seen naked people in my life. I hadn't seen Mm. sex in my life uh, in movies or what have you. But it was weird because like I hadn't seen that before I hadn't seen something so explicit that was shot in a way that didn't feel exploitative or something uh, okay. and it was it was something that or was it shocking wasn't,
1: it wasn't uh, yeah exploitative or sexualized right you know, no
0: it was I? this like this is couples this is intimacy and that's what the whole yeah. movie was about and you would see this really intimate thing and sex wasn't this for lack of a better word sexy thing that can be sold but it was really about the intimacy of it and shit like that and I remember being like really right. floored by that movie because I was like wow like you take away the dogma of this shit and it's just this thing that literally everyone fucking does that's like that's as a species that's how we fucking are uh and we've we've been conditioned to feel bad about about
1: it you know it's a big part of it that's 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 Um, the big one (laughs) well like and, and like the big difference here if anybody listening is unsure what we're talking about would be like something like game of thrones early seasons where there would just be explicit sex scenes to keep you distracted you know it wasn't for the sake of anything other than exploitation up to a point right, right absolutely where is something like short bus um yeah it's just it's more like
0: uh, about intimacy in general just which right. by the way is way more gratuitous and in its explicitity. you know what yeah. i'm saying then game of thrones and yet was so less egregious than what game of thrones was doing it's all about right. the approach and that's what i was so
1: fascinated it wasn't by. in service of character or the emotion or anything it was right. just hey let's you know get some tits out and uh keep this exposition going
0: right like that's how they started like god damn it we got to come in from the act break what do you think i don't know how about tits we'll start with tits all right and then uh we'll just get some exposition going just Anytime get someone Dave to and say dan it. were
1: like stuck writer's block like one of them would just be like how about some tits yeah that's good be, like,
0: you had me at tits and then they just have little finger explain the previous things that we've seen you know <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, it's it's amazing, man. We're in a really interesting transitional time, and I think if we can learn to uh, stop worrying and love the bomb, so to speak, we, we can yeah. like take it in. But it, it's hard to stay above the fray sometimes, man. But it's, it's interesting. Like, we're either right at the end or the beginning of something, and I can't tell. I
1: mean, everything is just beginning and ending and constant overlapping cycles, but eventually the sun's going to explode and we'll all be dead, so it'll work out.
0: Right. That's how I feel. I've told you that all the time. Like when I get really depressed, I'm like, that thing's going to red giant. It's going to swallow us. None of this matters.
1: You know, that's like, literally, I have a few catchphrases, I guess. But if I have one that's endured, it's the sun. One day the sun is going to explode and then dot, dot, dot. I haven't said it in a good year. It's been a while. I've been proud of
0: you. I, I rolled my eyes, moment. but you have had restraint and I will give you credit where credit is Thank due. Thank you, man.
1: I, I really, you know, I appreciate that you noticed, you know, because I wasn't sure if anybody else did. For me, it's a constant daily struggle. You know, I'm like just so compelled to say it, but I don't I hold back.
0: I thought the struggle is that the sun's going to explode so nothing matters. But you're saying, no, the struggle is not saying. That right. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I am not wrestling with the fact <laughs> that the sun's <laughs> going to explode. I am fully at peace with that.
0: It does. It does kind of disabuse you of the notion that any of this necessarily matters, and that frees you. That's what we were talking earlier. It's like the idea that like maybe I need so to. Free.
1: I'm so free to just continue doing the same things I've always been doing.
0: I I know what you're saying, but I mean it from a from a like a, li- a literal place of existentialism. I feel like I'm adrift, and all all I'm saying about it is like I think what you have to do is do literally what's best for you at all times like you can be charitable when presented with charitable options and and opportunities and stuff but i think largely you can't depend on other people to do the right thing because they won't and the more you realize that the less disappointed you'll be in humanity and and just free yourself you know go do anything you want to do
1: yeah i mean we were talking on our aborted uh, version of this we'll put episode. it out we'll put it out it's fine nah nah it's fine so now you maybe we it. will maybe we won't Good. there's like 20 minutes of episode you didn't like but we did talk about um you know about politics and about you know where this country's going and is it just the end of the road should we care should we just you know smoke them while you've got them etc and uh, i don't know i think that the best you can do is just the best you can do for yourself and for the people around you and just uh just keep it going as much as possible
0: and that's optimistic. You really won me back over there, Max. Do you hear it yeah, in my you, voice? It's like
1: you got like tired. Yeah, you wore me
0: down. <laughs> that was exhausting. Jesus Christ, man! You
1: really talked for not even twenty seconds, and you felt like twenty but hours
0: it <laughs> drained from your body. No, nah, man, I, I feel you. I, I, I just, uh, I think. I think if, if we make it in the next 50 years, I'm so curious what the history books are going to say about this. Like, imagine living through the 80s and now just knowing what the perspective of the 80s is or even how we view the 90s now. It's like, you know, when you're living through a moment, no idea. You know, J- John Knowles wrote a separate piece. He says, you never, we never knew how scared we were until we had the absence of fear. Stop it. Don't I hate them. John Knowles. Okay. I hate well, that book. Like, you don't hate me. Let me make a fucking point, Max. Jesus Christ. Always right. quoting that quote. It's a good quote because it's accurate that we are unable to perceive how we truly feel about things while we are in the midst of things i think it's or like really
1: how joni mitchell said you don't know what you got till it's gone sure that's better fine i like her better than john Knowles. so
0: okay name five more people you don't like max
1: um i don't like donald trump <laughs> all right that's a good <laughs> list. <laughs> <be> it's <laughs> a good list <laughs> <laughs> didn't even have to name five people you're like all right you want me over oh well, you still was like, the shortcut did you, me, did you expect me to struggle with that list like i wouldn't be able to think of more people i didn't like listen I,
0: there? I, I don't know but what it was and i know you didn't play <laughs> video games as a kid is like in mario if you went up a certain tube you could like cut the entire game okay and, you like, understand that even though i didn't
1: have a video game system i went over to other kids houses like i'm aware of how mario works you can speak that language and not lose me
0: OK, what I was saying is in specifically Super Mario World, which Super Nintendo, if you uh, go into a certain pipe, it allows you to skip the entirety of the game and just go to the final Bowser meeting. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did in this conversation. You're like, oh, man I'm going to go through this tube." Donald Trump. All right, well,.: Donald Trump. I don't need the other four. <laughs> you, you went to Bowser's Castle, dude. like...:
1: Areweer uh, Sessions, Matt gets
0: What? You know, what? just the
1: people I didn't like. You said name five.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I told you to abort it. Name someone who everyone likes that you hate. Uh,
1: Neil deGrasse Tyson.
0: No, I hate him now, so not everybody likes.
1: Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it, th- that's the problem. Is like everybody is. There's going to be somebody that hates somebody, right? So no matter who I name, you're going to be like somebody who hates some too. Why don't you name somebody that everybody uh, likes that you hate?
0: Ellen DeGeneres. I don't care for her. Yeah, but you're a hipster. Like, uh, every, everyone, I mean in your opinions, not in your lifestyle. <laughs> like, everything you like is just purposely fucking antagonistic to me, including Ellen DeGeneres, including when we agree on things, which is 90% of things. I get well, mad maybe, that you maybe agree. This is just an, a, a perfect example
1: of like you seeing enemies everywhere, Bubby. I don't know what you're everything talking about. Everything you like and dislike is to
0: make me mad, it's about oh. me. Even when it agrees, nothing's about me. Why are you being me? I feel like you're coming after me.
1: Well, I know it's not about
0: somebody, me, but it feels because, that way. Because you're coming after me. <laughs> this is why I'm, I'm getting your mom on this show. I think that this has gone as far as it can, man. Uh, we've this, reached
1: your logical conclusion. Uh, I think so. We, you we burned too brightly, too quickly, <laughs> and now, now you need a different co-host.
0: aren't you curious what it would be like man you know i feel like we're a married couple who uh got married at 17 you know never experienced other lovers and
1: i mean but that's even in your own (laughs) fucked up fucking example here is not true because you've had several podcasts with other people
0: (laughs) well i got married a lot before the age of 17 sure okay but you were doing podcasts before there were microphones, man. That's the thing I like to say about you and me is like we've had the, the, oh. the, the nature of this conversation of this podcast is always what, been literally that we've
1: been having conversations.
0: That have been as stupid as this. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, that have like <laughs> and at times gone to the same serious places. Like our entire lives have been mired in two polarities, one of which is right. just constant fucking sadness, and the other one is madcap <laughs> lunacy. Like and we get to share those together. Those are important uh, emotions.
1: It's a, right? it's a very bipolar friendship, man. It's either you know uh, pure mania or pure depression.
0: Oh, can I announce some shit? You'll be happy to hear this. I just oh, you told, got
1: diagnosed bipolar?
0: Yeah, it happens. And let me tell you, <laughs> I'm over the moon. Hey, I'm also sad deep. about it because well. that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Michalina, uh, I convinced her to do a podcast with me. And separately of me. She's got this other really wonderful idea, and I don't want to say it out loud she wants to do kind of her own revolving uh, co-host thing. sounds really interesting and I think she could mm. do it. Uh, but we have one that we're working on and we're even going to do a test run on Friday. And I'm hoping we have, you know, a bi-weekly thing that me and Michalina get to do. Cause I think she's brilliant and I want people to know how brilliant she is. So yeah,
1: I'm excited. Well, that, that's cool, man. I mean, I've never met Michalina. I've only heard wonderful things. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to hear that first step. Can't wait to be blown away. You know? Okay, yeah, I set
0: the standard way
1: too high. She's like, ah, b-
0: board, abort, aboard. Like she presses the button. <laughs> no, I think she's really great. I think it's interesting. Like we're not gonna we're gonna tackle it in a very interesting way that um that uh, appealed to me, which is more like her finding some weird random thing and kind of seeing what emotional responses it elicits just see where that conversation goes. So
1: it's like what, like in you? In like what? is it gonna be like in you, like what emotional responses she gets out of you? Yeah. Is it gonna be like- like she's your therapist, and she's shown you like different like pictures of like war and then a puppy, and then right. like a, you know, it's like, How do you, how does this make you feel? It's bumblebee, Look, and you're like, Terrified.
0: She's gonna, I told her this is hers, like, she can do whatever she wants with it, you know. But I she hope was, it's
1: that. Because I really want that podcast now.
0: See, you want me to do I Can't Afford Therapy again. Like, that was a short lived thing. But, well, like, see,
1: I never really got to do any kind of deep dive into your BitBlast stuff, like your previous works. I never right. heard I can't or I
0: can I love that therapy. one. I would totally start it again if I can get someone to do it with me again. And maybe I get Mickey to do it again. Uh, I don't know. We'll but figure I it out. But the point I is. Can't afford therapy? yeah well, this I, is
1: I like what a quarter of this podcast is, is it is so i don't where. I
0: don't think there would be anything left in the tank, but it would be interesting to see someone else like try to uh, go through this. to, to,
1: to unwrap the the yeah. layers of onion that is your psyche
0: because I feel like with you it's a sunken cost fallacy you're like this fa- look, I'm all in if I get out <laughs> now, like I'm not going to get my money back like but
1: well, you I, think I'm <laughs> just doing it as like a, a sense of obligation.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's an old world sense of like, you know, you do right by your your brother, but like you hate me, you resent me, you know, I think. I
1: do say that, you know, and it is true. I do hate you.
0: (laughs) I know. And yet you show up every time. The the markings of a great man, dude. You don't let that little thing called hate get in the way of your fucking responsibility. And I appreciate
1: that. Right. My fiduciary responsibility for which I get paid nothing. Uh, yeah, no, um, you should definitely... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Have> you- <laughs> i'm sorry like the bigger takeaway is you want to get paid for being my friend is what i just heard <laughs> like- i just want to
1: get paid for being your therapist just for the times i'm doing that that would be dope you know i wonder sometimes if i should have gone into being a therapy guy that's what they call themselves right therapy yeah, guy, therapy guy. Yeah, yeah, i feel like i would have been okay at it you know i'm a good listener i've got a soothing voice and uh i'd make a lot of money
0: well that's all you need Yeah. So those do the three same qualities thing, that voice you could be like a radio dj a phone sex operator just get the same mm-hmm. thing same results i feel
1: like i would make more money as a therapy guy all
0: right first thing you gotta learn that it's not therapy <laughs> guy i mean like, you gotta know what you're setting out to be i majored
1: in being a therapy
0: guy at rutgers <laughs> you yeah. know uh what degree is that and what in therapy guy
1: <laughs> therapy guy like what what do you mean what
0: are you talking about? Anyway, I just wanted to announce that uh, hey, someone can we I think. start a, a new genius. show
1: called Therapy Guy? And With I just, you?
0: Yeah. I would do it. Listen, can we do like a write in? You just get people to tell them your problems and then you end character. Like, I'm a therapy guy. Here's what you do.
1: And yeah. I gotta, like constantly like I'm a be Rick and Morty <laughs> character. Like,
0: I'm Justin <laughs> Ro- Here's what you do. I got to constantly yeah. come in and like voice over and be like, not a real therapist. Please, like, don't put any stock into these opinions. That'd uh, be great.
1: You know, yeah, I'm into uh, it. I, I'd be into it too. Yeah, it'd be like cranky anchors, but therapy. Yeah, like Doctor you know, Max like, is in. I'm into, into it. I'm an actual licensed therapist, and I'm really not is the well, joke. I have a problem
0: with that because that people are getting hurt in the process of your bad. Like, I read this thing of someone who like like he was on a plane and he's like, uh, the finally, I just wanted to see
1: how far you would go with me, and the answer was not very. <laughs>
0: there was a guy on a plane and someone over the PA they're like is there a doctor on board and he shot up and he was like oh my god finally it happened and I got to give a tracheotomy with a ballpoint pen and a razor blade at 30,000 feet he the guy didn't survive but it gave me a thrill uh I think I'm gonna go to doctor school now (laughs) and I was like what the fuck that was you (laughs) like doctor school therapy guy like you got to get the thrill of being a therapist. Yeah,
1: now. I mean, like, like isn't that what a, a advice columnists are? Anyways, they're not licensed in advice. Like, you can't get a degree in giving advice. You're just somebody with a, some amount of sense, you know, who people decide, hey, they know about life.
0: Let what about people? Them- what about people who make money, like for no – Like, all right, so do you remember? Um, and she has to be syndicated nationally but in florida there was this lady named delilah on the radio right like and she was like an institution and she was like always giving love advice and people would call uh, and like, yeah, i'm so hurt her. she's like huh, huh. delilah was married five times divorced five times like why so, is yes, she the expert five times
1: the experience
0: <laughs> no if she nailed it the first time she's been married happily for 40 years maybe but uh well
1: i mean may- maybe like each you know marriage was going really well and she just ended it at their peak she's like okay i've learned everything everything I can from this marriage. We're doing great. So it's time to move on. Let's get a divorce. Right. and then she move on to the next one
0: she treats her marriages like hermits treat their shells <laughs> like yeah. they got a better what's more... it like to
1: be married to a rich man a poor man an introvert an extrovert an idiot that's interesting know?
0: that sounds like that show you always want me to watch re- the review <laughs> like like uh, like <laughs> yeah you know what I'm <laughs> talking about
1: <laughs> yeah that, that show is like one of the comedy ma- I'm not even kidding one of the comedy masterpieces I'm sure the, it is like,
0: I, like I hear like it gets very sad because they take that concept as far as it can go <laughs> that
1: show gets sad Had like three episodes in on a level where you're like, where can they go from here? And they just find new levels of emotional terrorism to put Andy Daly through, where it just just like piling up. I want to write something that
0: hits emotional bedrock. People are just like, there's no down from here. You You know what I mean? Drill
1: into the core of the earth.
0: Burn my face like the fucking Nazis and Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the dream. That that is the dream. like Martin Luther King had a dream but that's our dream what if that was his dream too he had great dreams like he doesn't talk about the second one the sequel's even better like yeah he wanted
1: racial equality and everything but his real dream the one he was talking about secretly was getting his face burned off like the Nazis and Raiders of the Lost Ark a movie that hadn't come out in another 20 years
0: he was like it was dope but uh he had to do that I have a dream speech instead yeah,
1: it's That's real weird book. to me how the different the Nazis' faces burn in different ways in that movie. You know, you think that there would be one uniform way that they burn. Like one guy's face melts, the other
0: one turns kind of mummy
1: looking. Right. You know, it's, it's like what's have some some you know consistency. In well, movies. he
0: might have been a mummy pretending to be a Nazi. You know, that could have been that his.
1: That would be a weird detour for that movie.
0: Indiana Jones 5, they they de-age Harrison Ford. We go back to that scene. He's like, close your eyes. Don't look at it. And then you realize it's a mummy. And then we start from that point. The mummy unravels himself. Second part of
1: the covenant. Speaking of mummies, coronavirus, am I right?
0: Is it happening? I saw the CDC say uh, that shit's happening, bro. Yep.
1: It sure is happening.
0: I should stop going outside or I should start wearing masks.
1: Well, I've been taking a lot of public transport lately to get to work and it really is, I'm starting to think about it more, you know, like in terms of being packed in like a fucking sardine in a sardine can in a fucking metal box with a bunch of other people, you know, coughing and wheezing and breathing on you. Um, Because NYC, LA too, but NYC is just such a a condensed population, dense city, man. Like if it's going to hit here, it's going to hit big. It's gonna right. be a big success, you know. Yeah, I think
0: it's gonna be worse there. I gotta be honest because it's like there is there is space here. You can't fuck off and ignore people in California. Right. I think it's way harder to, to fucking stop in New York if it were to break. So
1: yeah, and I have thought about that. Like, should I start stocking up on some canned foods and water and stuff? Like, how it's bad? Prepare
0: for it the worst, get? man. I think definitely.
1: How bad is this gonna get? I hope it isn't that big a deal. It only kills two percent of people. So as long as I'm not in that two percent, I'll be. I.
0: That's a really good way to look at it, man.
1: But I just don't want to get sick again, man, because I was just sick with the flu like two times in a row. It sucked. Now i got to get coronavirus, too? I mean, it'll be a cool story to tell later. Like, man, you know, I was there for corona during New York's riots
0: or whatever. What if you were Here's a guy that? who, like, actively got infected with every single one of these outbreaks across years? <laughs> just, like, just swan flu? I was there. I was there. SARS? Goddamn right I was there. <laughs> like, and, he, and he was the first person to go to China when the outbreak started.
1: He <laughs> was literally patient zero for all of them. Yeah,
0: that's incredible. That's my hearing. He's actively <laughs>
1: finding pigs, you know, and bats and stuff, getting pooped on, handling raw fish without washing his hands.
0: That's why I don't fuck with sushi and I feel like I'm missing out, but at the same time I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like I don't wanna fuck with raw fish. I don't wanna fuck with anything raw at all, man.
1: Well, I talked to you about Jiro dreams of sushi, right?
0: That's which is wonderful. I love that movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's like if I knew it was like a Jiro level of you know discipline behind that counter, yeah, of course, like all all about it. But I'm kind of the same way. I'm 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 a little reticent to just go into some shitty hole in the wall with like a bee health code and just be like, all right, let's hope, let's hope for the best.
0: Which like bee health code in New York is like all right. Like you've rolled the dice on a couple bees before, is all I'm saying. Like because you have right. to in New York, sadly. Uh, But not sushi. Like I'm not going to double my coupon for food poisoning.
1: (laughs) You know what really fucks me up is uh, sashimi, man.
0: That's with rice, right? Is that what it is? That's raw
1: chicken. Oh, raw
0: chicken? Is it? Why would anyone eat
1: that? Some people – because the thing with uh, chicken is that if you clean it enough, in theory, um, it's uh, it's safe to eat.
0: I don't play those odds, man. That's a roll of the dice. I don't like them odds on –
1: Or maybe it's not sashimi, but there is a raw chicken thing, and it's real weird. I don't want to fuck with it.
0: What's the scariest food? (laughs) What the
1: fuck do you mean? Don't answer
0: that. Let's just cut. Let's just cut there. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> don't duck the question max uh, answer the question though seriously I, I press the little button again
1: or... um, man I don't know like do you mean scary before it was killed or scary after when you're eating it
0: as a kid when you <laughs> that's a totally different question Jesus uh, as a kid when you saw something you were like you didn't want to eat it what was it scariest food
1: uh, well you know what would be scary is like um, you know an old boy when the original old boy not the spike lee one yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know why i had to specify that because nobody's fucking seen the spikely lee one not even Spikely. Right. um but in in old boy when uh old boy goes to the sushi restaurant and he just gets a live octopus and what kind of boy it. is he max max what kind of boy, boy. <laughs> he's an old boy um, yeah so he gets yeah, the
0: octopus yeah
1: he just eats the octopus like live and the actor actually ate a live octopus during that scene and i think pita called him out because fucking of course they did but yeah he eats the fucking and like the tentacles are like you know moving around in his mouth and stuff as he's killing it with his teeth like that was gross
0: yeah i would say the same thing i would say anytime i saw an octopus (laughs) as a kid i'm like fuck this monster well yeah, octop- octopi octopi or weird man. Well, well, cephalopods. have what? we talked about this? Yeah. So my beef with them is uh is the the Aristotle. Oh you you got beef. Yeah, Aristotle was like, they're dumb, but they're not dumb. These fuckers are so smart, so smart, they scare the shit out of me, man. That
1: actually makes me question the intelligence of Aristotle. Aristotle for, for
0: underestimating this fucking thing, man.
1: Like- and they can they also don't have bones, so they can literally fit through like they, they've like drilled tiny holes and panes of glass and put them in water and like put food on the other side and octopus. Uh, the octopus can like literally like squeeze through it like turn into just a jellyfish or whatever
0: yeah they so, really are the spiders of the sea they're fucking nightmares dude well and what, i, I mean probably crabs probably are the
1: way. spiders of the sea
0: but i just talk about in the nefarious in terms of yeah, terror yeah terror yeah exactly because if i see a crab i can just fuck off from that crab but an octopus will come to me and grab me and his tentacles are yeah raisin, and, and, and like the, yeah and they got they got beaks they got beaks, yeah, and they don't fuck around, dude. Like, they, I don't know, it's the most horrifying thing in the world. Uh, and here's the other weird thing, evolutionarily, right? We know that uh, primates, at some point before we became, like, bipedal, we flirted with the aquatic gene, dude. Like, there's a yeah. real we thing you We were fucking around in the ocean in like octopi and dolphins at both points uh, there were these weird maybe pre-humanoid hybrids of these things that ended up dying out but still it's like the octopus is still hyper intelligent and it, i think it remembers that it could have been like the humans like i think it knows that it could have gotten to the moon before us it could have done all this because right. they don't have octopus religion you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh they're terrifying though they scare me dude
1: yeah no no they are and who knows if they have religion down there they might who knows what goes on in the depths of the sea you know with those weird fish with the lights on their head and stuff those things are scary
0: i like that evolution like you want to talk about evolution they're so in the dark that they grew a light (laughs) like that's metal as fuck man because I i have problems with evolution i don't like giraffes and i don't like elephants I think elephants are bullshit. You don't like elephants? I like elephants, and listen, it's in my script, so don't worry. I, I ultimately come around on elephants, but let me just spoil a part of the script that I'm working on right now. But it's true. This is actually how I feel about elephants, which is evolutionarily their noses grew because they needed to get to the grass, but they had tusks, right? So it was a necessary byproduct of that their nose got longer, and I think that's fucking stupid. That's a bullshit move of evolution. Get rid of the tusks. Your first response, they need the tusk because of predators sure still their failure okay get rid of the tusks learn diplomacy keep a regular nose become the predominant fucking species on this planet but instead they grow a nose longer and that's why they're getting fucking poached to extinction and they fucking deserve it these goddamn bastards
1: so actually what they've seen uh in elephant trends i love how you're sitting back like waiting for my response what they've seen in elephant trends is that uh tusks are becoming less common. Um, due to poaching like they're actually evolving to be tuskless which is pretty
0: pretty cool i take it all back elephants they're walking it back now but they could have done it fucking hundreds of thousands of years ago also like
1: trunks not. are weird but they're also pretty lit and I, I think i mentioned on a previous podcast you know like uh that um you know i've been watching this youtube channel where this guy plays piano for elephants and i just like cry, cry my fucking eyes out don't worry i, still- I stole that <laughs> it's in the
0: script <laughs> too yeah, you I still yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say it was really funny when it's I was so writing beautiful. the script. I want you to know it's really interesting because, like, the the female protagonist is very much Micalina. I consult her a lot because I want it to be perfect for her. Because
1: you're like you're you. You know about you. You're the expert. I mean, it's
0: not her, but it's it's a thing. And then the best friend relationship between the protagonist and his best friend is very much like I've just ripped instances from our life and put it in there and it's like really like to to fictionalize things that have happened is really pretty thing but i also feel like it's this tribute to our friendship Mm -hmm. and to any of that because i'm like i get to immortalize the story like that makes it in there that's a conversation we had but specifically sleepy time simpson story Mm -hmm. makes it into the script uh and that's always been like uh it's my favorite memory of you man so i'm sorry to go that route i just wanted to tell you that like you know you ultimately win me over on the elephant thing i just think they're fucking (laughs) weak evolutionarily (laughs) Just think they're fucking weak. They're weak. They're meek and they're mild and they deserve what they're getting. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Like
1: the biggest land mammals that we have, they're weak. uh i did just recently watch uh a a video of a baby elephant um that was rescued in the wild being released on an elephant preserve and like all the adult elephants rushing over to say hello to it and i started crying at that.
0: i honestly dude i'm sorry because you conditioned me about horses where i was like oh my god they're gonna oh yeah yeah baby to death
1: Cause I i watched a fucking horse documentary <laughs> with my dad's <laughs> psychotic ex-wife. Such um,
0: regal creatures. They're beautiful.
1: <laughs> and like there's a scene in it where it's like these wild horses um and they have this this horse baby of what do they call it? A fowl? No, that's a not a colt, colts, maybe sure. sure. Yes. Um, A baby horse, a little tiny horse, and it wasn't walking correctly, like immediately out of the womb. Like it literally comes out of the mother in an unbroken long take and then tries to stand up and it can't stand up for like 20 seconds. They give it 20 seconds out of the womb. And then the alpha horse walks up to it, picks it up by the neck and thrashes it until it's dead because it was too weak to stand.
0: Listen, ruthless, no doubt another species that could be like, they have the ruthlessness. If we had the ruthlessness of horses, we would get shit there done. There would That's be why less of us. Sorry to bother you really makes sense to me because that is the next like solution, <laughs> is to take the callousness of mankind. Of a horse. And mankind. Yeah, exactly, dude. That's amazing. Combine
1: it with a man. Yeah. Well... Hey, we'll be there soon, man. We've been Jeff talking Baines. about a lot
0: of cross-special things in this episode. It's got kind of weird pretty This is why your mom doesn't listen. Because she yeah, has a probably, staunch, right. like, no-equa-sapien stance, you know? as As she should, <laughs> as we all should.
1: Cheeto.